0: Traveler, we're live
1: from the apocalypse. Hello there, this is Brendan, your friendly neighborhood Alex Sandowski, aka Victory. If you're just joining us and have no idea what that means, this is Live from the Apocalypse, a not-for-profit TTRPG studio. That raises money for various charitable organizations. And you're listening to Academy H, our actual play podcast using the Masked Superhero System. The podcast was recently nominated for an Audioverse Award, which I know has been mentioned in a previous episode, but I haven't done an intro since then. So I'm saying it again because I still can't get over how nifty that is. Right now, Life from the Apocalypse is raising money for the Rainbow Railroad across all our games. You can find the donation link in the episode description or you can join us for the live episode recordings on Twitch, where we do the majority of our fundraising and the chat gets to have a chaotic time with us that makes Will's editing job hard. If you are listening to this episode the day it goes live, we are recording just such an episode this very night at 6 p.m. EST on twitch.tv slash live from the apocalypse. And I'm sure Will would love it if you were to join us and help in making his life harder. Finally, I would be remiss... I did not acknowledge how absurdly jazzed I am about the arc that you're listening to now, because it features the amazingly talented Sydney Rubino. Sydney is always doing something incredible, and you can follow her projects at Sydney Rubino on social media. Recording this with her was genuinely fantastic, and I hope that all of you enjoy it as much as we did. So, without further ado, this is Lock and Key, Part 2.
2: victory you feel this giant hand wrap around your face starts squeezing as icebreaker slams you down onto the tile floor you feel it crack under your back and as he leans over you feel this kind of numbness spreading from where his hand is touching you like intense cold or frostbite maybe and as he does that he leans over you and he says I got you for the rest of your natural-born life, hero, which ain't gonna be much longer. And I think at this point, we have established that you are entering battle against a dangerous foe, and we are gonna have to see how much team we get into the pool. There is the one team that is there uh, automatically, because we started a new session, but now we get to figure out how the team feels about their (laughs) illustrious leader. So we are automatically adding two to the pool, which is going to bring us up to three. And from there, we have to decide, uh, well, first of all, Bethel, do you have influence over every teammate? I sure do. As usual, for the purposes of us having a guest on the stream, we won't expect any of this to apply to uh, Fractal, since they haven't been around and they haven't had a chance to like establish these relationships. But Fractal, I will say that you have access to the team pool if you want to use
0: it. I should have asked... I I had the third question that I could have asked how could I gain influence over you, but didn't do it.
2: Fair. Does everyone have the same purpose in this fight? I'm looking at you, Danny Carseat. You're the wild card, usually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... I think we all have the same purpose of stopping this fella and rescuing those guards. So I would say yes. Unless anybody else is on a different wavelength than Danny, in which case... Maybe they're the wild card now.
2: I think this is pretty straightforward unless you secretly hate victory.
3: Not currently.
2: Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So then we're going to add another team to the pool. Actually, that's two more. This is quite the hefty pool. Does anyone mistrust the leader? Nope. Amazing. Are we going to get the first full (laughs) team pool?
1: I think this might actually be... How many episodes in are we? And this is the first time we've actually had a full team pool.
2: I also don't think you are ill-prepared or off balance. So you went into this pretty knowledgeable. You have five team in the pool just for everybody's edification. Team can be spent to increase any die roll by a value of one. You just have to justify how your character is helping with the situation. So with all of that in mind, Alex is, as he so often is, on his back, on the floor being wailed on by a supervillain. I've got a gift. What do you do?
0: I've been provoked into foolhardy action, so...
2: You sure have. Also, real quick, did we establish the shift for Kaz?
0: Kaz shifted Lyra's labels. Savior up one and superior down one for the moment of vulnerability when Lyra gave him her mask.
2: With that in mind, Lyra... What is your foolhardy action?
0: Instead of, you know, trying to, like, take a look around the room and see if there's anything she can use, there's any particular vantage to anything, I think she just leaps forward with the cat claws out and she's going to try to do what she did back in the underground place with the Deathless Comrade. She's going to launch herself onto this guy's back and try to stab him in the neck (laughs) with her little cat claws.
2: Roll with danger. You are directly confronting a threat. Three
0: and a four, and then I think I'm flat to a four. seven.
2: You can pick one: resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition.
0: I'm gonna take something from them. That being their grip on victory. So I think the force. And the angle with which Lyra just like launches herself onto this man's back and then the unexpected uh just stab of five points of sharp glass into like the side of his neck probably you know loosens his hold on on my boy's face
1: on <laughs> hopes
2: absolutely perfect so you leap onto icebreaker's back put your claws into his incredibly beefy neck he Thick. Very thick neck. He releases Victory, and Victory, you start to feel sensation coming back, but it's happening a little bit slower than you'd like. He stands up to his full height, is trying to reach and scrabble to get to where Bethel is clinging to him. And since you didn't pick resist or avoid their blows, I think he is going to grab onto like your ankle and just fling you into some of the chairs and tables that are stacked around, and you are also going to take a powerful blow.
0: I'm going to use the the dice, the Nephilim dice, so let's see if Justin kills me or not. Hey, good job. That's double twos, so that's a five. (laughs) I didn't die.
2: Yeah, Amherst dice coming through once again. With a five, you are fine. You weather the attack. You are okay. How do you deal with that? How do you not get hurt by being thrown into... A collection of tables and chairs.
0: As we've established uh, previously, Lyra knows how to fall. She just imagines it's any kind of a toss gone wrong in like a competition or something. They overshot. She's missed the basket and she just like tucks her head in and she probably lands on the table like shoulder first and bounces. She is dinged, pops up on the other side. So she's clear across the room, but she is, she broke her own fall with, with a roll.
2: And now you have Icebreaker's full attention. He is going to start advancing on you as you are in that sort of landing crouch. And he's going to say, that ain't the type of ice I'm into, hero.
0: Oh, get fucked.
2: Does anybody want the spotlight in this case? Or is he just going to try to hit Bethel?
3: Let me do it. (laughs) What do you like to do? (laughs) How's he attacking Bethel exactly?
2: Right now he's just kind of swaggering (laughs) towards her. But if you had to
1: guess.
3: (laughs) Mean mugging? Yeah,
2: if you had to guess, he's probably going to hit her.
3: Okay. Is he swaggering like, you know, like shoulders forward kind of like triple H walk?
2: Yes, he's walking slower than he needs to, and he is doing the triple H walk, yes.
3: Okay, as he's doing that, I'm gonna open a portal under his foot and also one right above his head so he just full-on kicks himself in the face.
0: Do the masterson
2: Maybe we call that defend since you're trying to stop him from hurting Bethel. So roll with Savior.
3: I would prefer that. (laughs) I roll with Savior. Let me double check my Savior. Pretty good. I got a four. Mark potential. Yeah. Lucky me and my double ones, baby. We're doing great this session, guys. Oh, hey, I leveled up. Hey! (laughs) Congratulations. You get an advance. Yeah, you know what sucks? This is my second time doing that. Is anybody... uh, Oh, I'm getting to my third, so it's fine.
2: uh, It's fine. (laughs) It's going fine. You're all doing a great job. These failures are definitely compounding. He is definitely gaining ground on all of you. You create the portal. His leg dips into it. And he kicks himself in the head. But if he notices, he doesn't show it. You're not sure he felt it at all. He just takes another step.
1: Would you go so far as to say he no-sold it? (laughs) Yes. He's walking on his own head and just
3: like, whatever.
2: I mean, he, he just like takes another step. He's not in the portal anymore. And he continues swaggering towards Bethel. And I think he is going to stoop down and grab you, Bethel. But like, pin your arms to your sides as he does so. So you can't really maneuver the glass claws. So he's just kind of got you like... He's holding you up, hands pinned at your side, both hands sort of wrapped around you. And you start to feel that same sort of cold sensation spread over your body. And I'm going to say you are going to take a condition from this, just a straight up condition. Which one? Up to you. How is Lyra feeling?
0: I think Lyra feels insecure in this moment because this is... The scale of this kind of a villain is so much bigger than not just her herself has ever dealt with, but the squad as a whole has dealt with. So she feels insecure in this moment.
2: I want to check in with Fractal. (laughs) Because, Fractal, you don't know these people at all, but this is not going well (laughs) for them.
4: It's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We are objectively getting beat up.
4: Yeah, I I can hear.
1: (laughs) So you're kind of
2: just sitting there, leaning against the wall. You're hearing these sounds of, like, violence and, and cries of pain, things breaking.
4: Can I ask you a question? You sure can. Earlier, when they appeared in my cell, did something happen to me?
2: No. Okay. No, nothing happened to you. But I will say that, like, I will say that in this moment, the one thing you know is you could make all this stop. It would cost you, but you could make all this stop. A question about the bone (laughs) cage. I I may have to defer to, to someone else's expertise on that, but yeah, go for it.
4: Is that something that I can dispel like, I choose to leave? Or is it something that you have to dispel for me?
2: I was kind of picturing, and correct me if I'm wrong, JD, but I was kind of picturing that it moves with you. I think that is factual.
5: Yeah.
4: Got it. Uh, in that case, Fracto's gonna peek around the bone cage, <laughs> around the door, look at everybody, and how many people are down right now?
2: Well victory victory is on his back which fractal wouldn't know this but that's not all that
1: unusual (laughs) it's my signature move
0: it's his preferred it is what is is it for a ranger your preferred terrain
2: (laughs) yeah like yes you know how they say like if you you know a turtle's weakness is you put it on its back victory is the opposite of that he's stronger The more concerning part of this is that he has Bethel in his hands and is just, like, squeezing her, and I think you can actually, from where you are, probably start to see like, her lips turning blue and, like, some of the color draining from her.
4: Well, at this point in time, (laughs) uh, Fractal is going to not panic completely. (laughs) That's a lie. You're gonna see Fractal just kind of tugging on her hair, just kind of repeatedly over and over again, just like muttering to herself and pulling on her hair and watching as the people that she's just met and are supposed to help her get the hell out of here get brutally beaten up. And she goes, well, it wasn't so bad the last time. And she's going to close her eyes and think really hard and she's going to whisper under her breath, I wish this had just exploded.
2: Okay. Uh, mark your doom track and roll to directly engage a threat. So that is with danger.
4: (laughs) Okay, and I roll, roll two D six, right? Yes. That's a 10.
2: 10 is the best, uh, (laughs) the best roll you can get. So that's extremely good. You can pick two options from the list. You can resist or avoid their blows, which basically means no harm will come to you. Maybe not to your teammate either. Take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress surprise or frighten the opposition. In this instance, where you are trying to to do very specifically what you're trying to do, I would think maybe resisting and avoiding their blows, because not going to be able to do much, presumably, if you blow his head up. Right. And then, I'm going to say maybe... Impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition, which kind of goes without saying.
4: <laughs> right. I'm going to go with the first one.
2: Uh, you actually get to pick two because you got a 10. Oh, I
4: get to pick two? Yeah. Well, then in that case, I pick both of them.
2: Extremely cool. So then I think in this case, you not only impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition, everybody is probably very surprised <laughs> as suddenly, out of nowhere, Icebreaker's head explodes.
0: Is he still just like... Is his huge body still just holding me up in the air? Or did he drop me?
2: I mean, it... it, What is going to happen is it's going to... The body is going to fall to its knees and then pitch forward. So Lyra, you are free, but this body is now on top of you. Just
0: digging my way out. Just claw, push my way out from under him. And then
4: Brackle goes, Wow... That's so crazy.
3: Danny's going to look over at Fractal and be like, so recently I've developed telekinesis. (laughs) But I don't know how to control it.
4: I was wondering which one of you did that.
3: (laughs) Wow. It may have been me. And I'm so sorry, everyone.
0: I think Lyra's like wiping blood and skull off of her face. Viscera.
3: The term (laughs) you're looking for is viscera. (laughs) Viscera.
0: Well, I want to be specific because I think she kind of collects up some no, of the... we don't need to be... We don't need to be specific. Well, that's the thing. She wants to be specific that she just kind of turns to look at Kaz with like this bit of bone on her fingers and she's just like, eh.
5: And Kaz just says, sure. I don't think it counts as ethically sourced
1: anymore, but... So the funny thing is, Alex has super hearing. <laughs> he sure does. I am pretty sure he heard <laughs>
3: Fractal say that. Yeah. So it's not funny, ha ha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> funny, weird.
3: More like funny, weird.
1: Well, so, he's not saying anything about this at the moment. I guess his first thing, he's probably going to go and try to check on the injured guards.
2: Sure. Yeah, the, the interspec agents. The one who got thrown across the room is finished, unfortunately. The two that got their heads knocked together are unconscious and likely concussed but alive
3: there were only three there were no other like ones that were down before the fight
1: there were only three that you saw in this
3: room the ones sorry the ones that were concussed were they
1: unconscious yes okay extremely unconscious Uh, uh, yep for a longer period of time than medically they probably should be uh, as happens so often in comic books i'm gonna at least try to get them upright up against the wall they don't have any other injuries aside from being unconscious for, for longer than they really ought to be.
2: Some bruises. Uh, maybe one of them has a dislocated shoulder. They were clearly like, this fight was going on for at least a minute or two before you all got there.
1: All right. Well, um guess next thing's next is what I'm going to do with these guys.
0: Do they have radios? Can you see if you can get a hold of Masterson? <laughs>
1: They
2: do have earpieces.
1: Uh, all right, well, so I guess I'll, yeah, I'll pop the, the earpiece out in the radio. Well, first, I'm assuming there's probably some pretty frantic chatter already going on in the earpiece.
2: Actually, when you put the earpiece up to your ear, there is like a low-grade disruptive tonal noise, which is the only thing you can hear
1: from it. Anybody? Hello? Hello? Is this? Wait, no, hang on, it's not turned on.
3: Anybody? Hello?
2: it was in fact turned on
3: hello
0: yeah <laughs> uh.
3: we're all pretty chill with that guy's head exploding huh
0: um no uh not really um this just probably isn't the time to freak out about it because if we do something else could happen to us so i'm putting what i just saw at high velocity right in front of my face into the little box that i will unpack later with clara
1: <laughs> for the next therapy episode <laughs>
0: You know what? I don't know if you did that. I don't know if maybe Kaz accidentally did that. With the bone? With the skull?
3: Have you been able to do that the whole time?
0: I I guess I could've. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's it's possible. We're just gonna, we're gonna walk it off. We're gonna deal with it later.
3: I'm fine with it, for the record.
0: I I mean, I'm not... Okay, um, for the record, for transparency, I am not upset that he is dead. I did try to stab him in the neck, so that's not... The issue, right now. The issue is um that was very violent.
3: I guess I'm upset he's dead, but fine with how it happened. Hmm, I really shouldn't have missed the therapy
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, there's gonna be another one.
3: Oh, oh great.
0: <laughs> we will we will deal with all of this when we are not underground with my so this is for the record, for the record. This man this, what we just saw, this is what I was talking about when I was talking about Bloodsport. There's probably going to be more of this.
5: Then we should keep going.
1: I'm assuming I've gotten no reply back on the radios.
0: No, sorry, that
2: low tonal, disruptive frequency would seem to imply to you that the signal is jammed. The
1: frequency is not active. That was what I was assuming, but I was double-checking that I was not getting any reply back.
3: Will, can I see if I can open up um, a portal to the lobby to uh, just to help these gentlemen? The unconscious ones. Yeah,
2: you can open a portal, but it is that same thing that happened when you tried to teleport into the Heraklion, where it feels solid when you try to walk through it. However, when you created the portal, that
3: Icebreaker stepped on. It was on. in the room; it still worked. Okay, so just they're they're basically um local area connections only, folks. It's a land party.
0: Is there another way out of this room now that we are in it and not fighting?
2: Is there another way out of the room?
0: Besides the way we just came here.
2: Yes. The way that you came in, you can see looking back on it, it's kind of just this open entrance. Across the room are these like swinging double doors with sort of like porthole windows in them. They look very much like cafeteria doors. Are they locked? You don't know, but they don't appear to be.
3: Okay. That, yeah, that's, I, I guess I was asking, it doesn't have the same security standards as like the cell doors.
2: It's extremely
0: fair. If Lyra just wipes off a little bit more of the blood off of her face and front, flicks it onto the ground and she says, only way out is through. Let's go. She will stalk over to the doors and she will go first this time.
2: You stalk over to the doors and you swing them open. You find yourself in a staircase. You're on a landing. There are stairs leading up and stairs leading down. You can see on the wall of the staircase in large, blocky letters, it says level one, minimum security.
0: So out will be up. I think. Question, because things have been moving around on us. Uh, If I look up, is it does it actually let us go up or is there some inexplicable, horrible brick wall?
2: You know, fair question. It does look like the staircase leads up at least to one more landing.
0: Gonna head towards that. Well, uh, if I... Lara starts to head up and then she like leans over and just looks down the railing to see does it look like there's anybody maybe coming up that we need to worry about? What does it sound like down there?
2: You don't see anybody coming up the stairs or anything like that. But if you look down, you can see a flickering light which is not red.
0: But it doesn't seem like it's like attached to somebody who might be coming up the stairs.
2: Doesn't look like it, but there's really no way to tell that. I mean, you don't see anybody coming up the stairs. I will tell you that. Okay. But you do see this flickering light that is not red, unlike every other light that you've seen in this place since lockdown.
0: Lyra's just going to point it out to the others so that everyone is aware of it. Don't know what it is. just So everyone knows it's there. Do you, do you know what it is? No. Yeah, no, no, we're no we're going up. Okay, good. Yeah, no, no. That's not that's not in question. I just want to make sure everyone knows that's there, in case that becomes a problem later. But we are going up.
2: You start heading up the stairs. And you make it about halfway up the stairs when you hear a skittering noise. And you see something move out of the corner of your eye up on the next landing. You don't get a good look at it, but it's small and it's quick unless your eyes are playing tricks on you which is possible
0: smaller than than us or just smaller than the guy we just fought <laughs> for context Will
3: yeah can we play 20 questions about what the spider was see? <laughs> yeah.
2: it kind of like I mean it's it's kind of like when you see a rat you know that kind of thing
3: we see more of the movement than what it actually is
2: yeah but you get this impression that it's small and quick
0: Now that we are in this stairwell, can we connect to Magil?
2: Would you like to try?
0: Yes. Yes.
3: I play snake while they do that.
2: (laughs) Um, what are you doing to try to speak to Magil, your your pocket AI?
0: I guess I want to see if Magil has any kind of... Is there an update on the situation? Like, does it seem like, because Magil gave us the alert that the was under attack and the Labyrinth had been breached. Uh, does it look like it's, there's more information on that, less information on that? So
2: the Magil interface, as we've kind of established it previously, is kind of just this little blue circle on your display that lights up when she is speaking to you or when she is, you know, running a process for you. It is dark on your devices now. Are you going to try to ask her a question?
0: I think seeing that it's dark like that, I think Lyra will just say, Magil, are you there?
2: And as you do that, that little image lights up. But it lights up red. And that same sort of deep, distorted voice you heard before says, Magil can't come to the phone right now.
0: Is this the Minotaur, I presume? In all your glory? Correct.
3: I have a question.
0: <laughs> Lyra will kinda of shift over so Danny can come ask her, her phone a question.
3: Um, are you are you bull on top <laughs> or bull on bottom? <laughs> or bull down that middle? Are you half one side bull, one side man? <laughs> I am not. I am the Labyrinth. Oh. Oh. I wanted one of your horns. I am also shockingly disappointed. I... I'm not disappointed, I just wanted something fun. Danny says <laughs> while he, like, scuts off to the corner. <laughs> so, uh, hey, uh, Mr.
1: Mr., um, Minotaur. So if Magic can't come to the phone right now, uh, do you mind just taking take a quick message? Inmate victory lacks message privileges that is going to make updating my social media awkward.
5: That is not what we need to be worried about right now, Victory. I have a question for you too, Mr. Minotaur. (laughs)
0: Liar just holds her phone out.
5: (laughs) What made you decide to release everyone from the labyrinth now? My parameters have
0: changed. Someone put you up to this? someone get into your programming make a few changes, make a few offers My parameters have changed Will you tell whoever resets your parameters to eat sand and shit glass and I'm gonna turn my phone off (laughs) Fair enough I am actively debating on if I want to just crush it under my heel right now so that
3: it can't track us In fact, Danny is going to just throw all of his phones down the stairs. Oh, God, I just said I wouldn't do that. Okay, so uh, Danny is going to throw all the phones, but the one (laughs) phone that he told Bethel he wasn't going to toss out the windows. But all the other ones you just hear, like, clatter down the steps. And maybe we are not the only ones who hear it, but it is something Danny would do in character, so.
2: Which is how many phones?
3: Uh, I would say probably, like, one out the window. Six?
2: What? Danny collects phones.
5: It's a thing. Oh.
3: More of a problem than a thing.
4: Fractal's gonna stare as you throw these things down the stairs and go, What are those?
3: I'm not really sure, Danny's going to say, and like put his hand on Fractal's shoulder, of being like, They just told me to keep them on me.
2: Oh. Some kind of talisman.
0: I think Lyra probably will, out of concern of, like, just because we turned off the phone doesn't mean anything. Your phone still listens to you, even when it's off, type of thing. She is gonna just drop it on the ground and crush it under her heel.
1: Alex takes out his phone and stares at it. A long, long, painful moment before letting out a yell, an anguish, an anguished cry that echoes through the stairwell. Ah! and crushing it in his hand
4: for not knowing what these things are they seem to mean an awful lot to
0: you it's it's how people can get in touch with you among other things oh You have a device for that
5: we do and Kaz just casually throws his phone <laughs> over the edge <laughs> without the dramatics of everyone else uh just tosses it and is like but you know what there are other ways to connect with and communicate to people we'll worry about that later
1: Alex is uh, holding his phone in the like crisis on infinite earth's like pieta pose
2: (laughs) Kaz you throw your phone over the side of the stairwell a second later gets thrown back up just clatters on the stair in front of you
3: screen shattered
5: that doesn't seem great claws out (laughs)
3: Danny's going to look over the edge.
5: Should we perhaps go up up the
4: stairs? Maybe? Opposite direction from wherever that came from? Let's go. Let's go.
2: Okay. You climb the stairs up to the next landing, and as you reach it, who's in front? Lyra. Lyra. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
2: You reach the landing, and you have a... Split-second warning, the sound of something flying towards you from behind. What do you do?
0: I think she probably just, like, drops forward into a roll so that she can get lower to the ground. So whatever is coming is hopefully goes over her, but also it allows her to pivot so she can get to face whatever that is.
2: Roll with Freak to unleash your powers.
0: Oh, no. A negative. Okay. Six. It's a failure. It
2: gets me. There's team in the pool. If somebody wants to spend it, one team would get you to a seven. I'll spend it. Danny, how are you helping Lyra avoid this?
3: I think I'm going to try and maybe open like a quick portal to try and like throw the thing off as it's flying at her. But like it, I, I barely catch it. So maybe it would be like just like a quick... Distraction more than an actual diversion, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. That would get you to a seven. So, Lyra, you get to choose whether you want to mark a condition or I will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. The effect in this case being your attempt to sort of gymnastics dodge with Danny's help from the portal.
0: Let's go with unstable or temporary.
2: Danny's portal opens in front of you i think it's a very small one maybe like half formed it didn't really danny didn't really have the chance to make a full one but you see a bunch of long thin objects flying at you almost like arrows or crossbows or something like that very weird danny's portal catches a lot of them and sends them god knows where but a few of them miss you as you dodge lyra However, where they make contact with the wall behind you, they sort of shatter and you are sprayed with a liquidy substance. It gets in your eyes because famously you're not wearing a mask.
3: Sunglasses.
0: I'm wearing sunglasses. <laughs> you are. You are. But it, you
2: know, it <laughs> that's fine. It's past the sunglasses, it seeps in your eyes, and it starts to burn. The weird thing about it is that some of it gets in your mouth could swear it's hot sauce and what the rest of you saw flying at Lyra were just incredibly sharp pencils and now that you can look up the stairs to like the next landing up you see kind of in the shadows the silhouette of a collection of action figures and dolls and other toys wielding makeshift bows and arrows
3: like all of them are or is it one big makeshift bow and arrow
2: a bunch of them have the tiny makeshift
3: bows I have a question this is not Danny asking this is Jamie (laughs) are there any noticeable victory toys in the action figure amalgamation (laughs)
2: I'll say yes I'll say there's a doctor victory doll sorry action figure
3: you know what? I think doll's acceptable, too. Um, and I, I collect them, so upon noticing that, Danny's going to be like, to both Kaz and Victory, I'm going to point at it and be like, you guys could both vent a lot of frustration, like, right there. Oh,
1: oh, but it's a collector's item. Oh, I just, oh, you know, you know what? Nope, I'm going to zap it.
0: I so just, like, spits onto the ground, and she's like... It's going to vent on you regardless.
2: As you all stand there figuring this out, taking in, in disbelief, what isn't right in front of you. You can see them starting to load more of those extra sharp pencils. And as they do that, they speak in one voice, all of them at the same time. And they say,
5: "Toy box wants to play. Nope. I think Kaz would like to act, and I think what Kaz would like to do is say, All right, Toy Box, you're going back in the Toy Box. And he is going to be trying to make
2: a bone Toy Box around them. Okay. Like a cage, kind of. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, I'm going to say that even though your intent is to contain them, you are directly engaging a threat because you're going to be exposing yourself to danger in the process of doing this. That is fair. All right, that is a seven. You get to pick one. Resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition.
5: I would like to argue to frighten the opposition, since I am putting them back in the toy
2: box. Which they're terrified of, absolutely. Yes, clearly. It's like a Batman (laughs) scenario where they've named themselves after the thing they fear the most. I knew it. (laughs) We're on the same wavelength. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For sure. So you kind of assemble out of, you know, various bone pieces, maybe even some of Icebreaker's skull fragments, who knows, a box, a very simple sort of toy box. And as you do it, you can hear cries of panic coming from inside of it. However, as you do that, you feel a couple of surprisingly heavy small things drop onto your shoulders from above you. And you are going to feel... Something sharp stabbing at you from either side. Which uh, is going to be taking a powerful blow. Roll 2d6, plus your conditions marked. So that is a four. Four is great. That means that you managed to not get stabbed in the neck. That is that is preferable. How do you prevent that from happening? For the rest of you, what you can see, and Kaz, you can maybe see this out of the corner of your eyes. You see like a, like a, a generic... G.I. Joe equivalent and like a Barbie with box cutters land on either one of Kaz's shoulders and try to gouge his neck from either side.
5: So that is horrifying. Um, So Kaz always, at least when his powers are activated, he always has the bone swirling around him and he evades having his neck cut by instinctively directing that bone to cover his throat, recognizing that's the most vulnerable area. Um, And it happens on instinct. It's not something he consciously or intentionally does. Just as he feels this sensation, he goes to protect himself.
2: So are you just basically, like, swirling up some bone stuff? Yep, just swirling up bone to block uh, the blows. All right, awesome. You sort of pop up these, like, bone panels I imagine and it stops the blade from cutting into you it kind of just strikes the bone but everybody sees this everybody watches in horror as Kaz almost gets his throat slit by tiny dolls what would you like to do
0: well I think what I want to do is if we look up are there more of them up there that could drop down on us
2: it is very dark up there, and it is very hard to tell how many
1: there are. Seeing Lyra look up, Alex will actually interject, I'll take care of above. You guys take care of down here.
0: Okay. And Lyra's gonna open up one of the uh, pouches that she carries, probably the one with all the uh, horribly jagged street glass. And she's going to send it like shrapnel into the spaces. Between the bone toy box that there are to try to no you know what no that's not what I'm gonna do I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the bigger marbles actually the shooter marbles and I'm gonna use them to just ping the dolls right off of right off Cas's shoulders <laughs> like the big shooter marbles that come in the set just straight up she just pulls those out and they just like little team little tiny cannons we'd love to see it
2: <laughs> absolutely roll with uh roll with danger.
3: I sincerely love this.
0: Is it danger
2: or defend? Kaz is not. So the way that I'm seeing it is like Kaz is Kaz is okay right now because Kaz successfully defended against what was about to be done to him.
0: That's a nine. Anyone want to help me?
2: (laughs) Could be a great opportunity for somebody to spend team. Also, I forgot that we already spent one. Down to four. Would anybody like to help Lyra?
1: sure you're sort of plinking them off of uh, off of Kaz's shoulders I think Alex is going to help by one of them is plinked off clean shot completely one of them staggers back and is about to charge into Kaz's neck again uh, box cutter held high but then is just zapped off by (laughs) Alex's IBS just vaporized (laughs) is this your
2: first time using the IBS you've used them before right
1: uh, I used, yeah, I used them to melt the alien
3: guns. Right, right, right. Danny right. has never seen these before. That's true, this is the first time.
2: <laughs> yeah, Cass <Kaz> hasn't either. <laughs> Fractal also hasn't seen them.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so what you see is, uh, uh, Alex's goggles, like, glow gold for just, like, a half a second prior. And, yeah, like, he's, like, golden beams of light shoot out of his goggles and vaporize this doll it doesn't destroy the goggles <laughs> nope it's a, it a got a cyclops situation you're about to end up with less of those goggles <laughs> <home>. <laughs> uh,
2: incredible incredible
1: and and yeah and i i and i guess afterward yeah alex is just standing there with his with his the goggles still glowing as everyone's just staring at him he's like what
5: how long have you been
0: able to do that
3: oh uh, a few weeks
0: Okay. Lyra's just gonna be like, uh, a few
2: weeks. Danny
3: is just like, how long was I gone?
2: (laughs) (laughs) While you're having this exchange, the two toys that that tried to cut Kaz have been effectively broken into tiny pieces. The toy box that Kaz created is still up at the top of the stairs, rattling as the toys inside are desperately trying to escape. You can hear their tiny cries of panic from inside, and you're kind of all gathering yourself, taking that in. Fractal, I imagine you're kind of near the back, and I think you sort of feel this tugging against the pants of your prison uniform.
4: No. Okay, I look down, and what do I see?
2: You see a little bear, like a little toy stuffed bear. It's very cute, and it's very, very flat, very sort of like like squished. Like, it's clearly built to be like... A pillow slash stuffed animal. I'm not going to say the brand of the thing that this is, because sponsor us cowards.
4: Uh, oh my god! Wait. Oh. Oh no! But it
2: reaches up and it kind of tugs on your uh, on the pant leg of your prison uniform and puts its like stubby little hands up to you and says, "We're not all bad." <laughs> don't don't trust it.
4: I'm going to pick it up. No.
2: <laughs> and as you do so, its eyes turn red and go mean, <laughs> and it throws itself at your face and starts to suffocate you as it wraps around your head. Great. Good. Amazing. Uh, what do you want to do? What does anybody want to do um, in this case?
4: <laughs> When I said physical touch, I didn't mean this kind of physical (laughs) touch. Um,
3: Love languages are crazy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not super, I'm actually very physically weak. Um, (laughs) So I'm figuring pulling this thing off my face isn't really possible.
2: Uh, I mean, there's no like strength stat in this game for that exact reason. Just because you're not, you know, super jack doesn't mean you can't be strong when you need to be, you know?
4: That is valid. Adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Sure is, <laughs> especially when you're about to get for suffocated sure. by a, a, a demon. Not squish, Mallow.
1: Yep. Nothing about this situation is okay. Your fight or flight response is going nuts. Hundred percent. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and she's never been in this kind of position before. So,
2: for someone who has spent their whole life dreaming about having a stuffed animal, this is kind of your worst nightmare. <laughs> oh <laughs> That felt like
5: bullying. That is so sad, Will. That is so sad.
4: (laughs) Yeah, the trauma. Um, Can I see Clara? Yeah, we'll take you to see Clara. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hundred percent. Take you. Okay, great. I'm gonna see Clara. Well, in this instance, um, honestly, unfortunately, I do believe she does panic, and you know, I don't mean to be that person, but all of a sudden all of the toys explode for some reason. Crazy! You just just hear it's muffled. It's muffled in between this bear. But uh, she's gonna wish for the toys to explode.
2: Yeah, the rest of you kind of see Fractal struggling. You, You hear noises from behind you. You turn and look around and you see this stuffed animal that's kind of engulfing Fractal's head. You can tell that she is actively sort of suffocating in the process. You know, she is struggling, making noise, as might be expected, but then all of a sudden, the two dolls lying on the ground with the box cutters, despite the fact that they're already, like, broken in half, they're still kind of moving, crawling across the floor. They explode. From inside of the toy box that Kaz created out of Bone, you just hear popping noises, and then it stops rattling and goes still. And in a burst of feather and down the stuffed animal around Fractal's face also just explodes. Oh, also, uh, mark mark your doom track.
0: Wow. <laughs>
4: Crazy how that happened.
0: <laughs> I think Lyra just, like, looks at that and then she just shifts over slightly and looks directly at Alex.
1: <laughs> so, can you wish for things other than than explosions, or is that kind of the uh, the whole package?
4: What are you talking about? It was totally Donnie's telekinesis. They said so earlier.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm Donnie. <laughs> Danny,
0: Snake, Donnie. <laughs> Who else do we have? <laughs> Michael? The stage?
3: <laughs> the stage. The least used of them all. <laughs>
5: Fractal, I I thought we were being honest with each other. You asked me for honesty earlier.
4: There are some extenuating circumstances that make it very difficult for me to answer that question, so I'm not going to.
0: As Alex likes to say, we're going to put a pin in that.
3: <laughs> I think it's kind of cool, for the record.
4: Thanks, Damien.
3: <laughs> I Danny's having a crisis of identity right now <laughs> <laughs> Alex is gonna
1: walk up the stairs and is gonna kind of like pick out some of the exploded pieces of the Dr. Victory action figure
0: you gonna take that back to your not father
1: <laughs> hey I have a dad his name is Phil I
3: he's know, fine I met
2: Phil he is just okay.
3: I have a oh dad too God. and I can't remember anything about him.
2: Yeah, you can pick out a few pieces of the
1: Yeah, I, I imagine <laughs> I'm not able to reconstruct the entire doll. I mean, like, the, the just the, the springs involved in the kung fu grip alone, like, unsalvageable. Just some pieces for posterity.
0: Out of curiosity, if I were to pick up a bunch of the broken pieces and drop them down the stairs again, do they get flung back up at us like Kaz's phone did? Nothing happens. Okay. I'm just gonna recall my marbles then. Keep going up.
2: You don't wanna lose them.
0: I don't wanna lose my marbles. Nailed it. I
5: will say, as we're walking, Kaz does kind of fall into step with Fractal and just says, look, I'm I'm sorry if I was pushing a little too hard. I... I know what it's like to have secrets and that wasn't that wasn't okay for me to call you out like that.
4: Well, if we're going to be fair, you don't know who I am. You found me in a cell. I would be suspicious too.
5: And I I don't disagree, but as someone who people have also been suspicious of And the fact that it looks like you've been in here for a long time. I mean, I think it's fair to say it's possible that our positions could have been the same if things in my life had gone differently. So I don't think it's right for me to be judging you at all for that.
4: Well, I, um, I appreciate that very much. And, um, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe one day I'll actually. Maybe you'll find
5: out. Suppose we'll have to see.
1: So I guess as uh, Victory having collected the, the bits of the doll as you're continuing up the stairs, is Victory accosted by <laughs> by any any fresh hell?
2: No, nothing happens. Okay. Are you continuing to go up the stairs or are you just kind of going up and gathering the pieces and then coming back down to this level?
1: Oh, I think we were all going up the stairs. Yeah, the assumption I figured was we were going to continue trying to go up the stairs. I was just saying that at this point, in as much as it matters, that I think uh, Alex is in the head of the marching order. So whatever pops out is going to pop him first, probably.
2: I will say that you notice as you are passing this landing that you were accosted on. You would notice that spray-painted on the wall, in blocky letters, it says Level
3: 2. They put the Wait. minimum security on the bottom? Is there a window on that door? There is not a window on the door. Unless,
1: oh, can can the Labyrinth actually move the location of the floors? That's unfair.
0: So, does Level 2 indicate a security status?
1: Does it have like, like a number of padlocks on it?
2: Level two does not say anything about the security level.
4: Is it only this level or does it keep
0: going up?
2: If you want to go up to the next level, you would see that it says level three.
0: Oh, God. So I have been not clearly not in this part of the labyrinth before, but I came and visited with Masterson to see Nina. Can I recall in any way if I had to go up or down to get to where she was to try to like suss out if we are going in the right direction can I what is that read a situation or assess a situation
2: uh you know what sure you can roll for it
0: doesn't matter that's a five I don't know shit about shit
2: (laughs) yeah with a five our potential but you fail. What happened when Masterson brought you into the labyrinth was basically you were led through a vault door and then pretty much directly into a room very similar to like the intake room that you all were brought to in the Heraklion itself.
1: So if the levels are going up, what's under level one? Because the stairs kept going down level one level, right? Yeah. That's where the flashing light was. Yeah, they seem to go down for a while too.
5: We just didn't check that out.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we all assumed that the levels got higher. As we get the, the, the increments went up as we went down, but
3: hmm, hmm, it's entirely possible we're going the wrong way.
0: Danny, can you open a, a portal down to the first level we started at?
3: Danny tries to. Does it open? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'll poke my head real quick and just see if there's any spray-painted signs or anything on uh, outside that door.
2: The level that you started on was the one, I believe, that said level one, minimum security. And you can see that it's still on the wall.
0: You keep this portal open. I'm going to go down one level. If something happens, I am going to come right back and then we will shut the door and we will know what's going on. Okay, stay here.
3: Danny absolutely walks through the portal with Bethel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to go down. Claws out. Tense as all hell. But I want to see if I go down a level. What it says down there.
2: You go down a level. Let's take a few steps down the stairs to where you can see that flickering not red light. As you do so. You hear this sort of mechanical whirring noise as a sheet of metal slides over your head, cutting this staircase off from the one above you with the rest of the team. Danny, I believe,
3: is with you. Yeah, I would have followed.
2: But the two of you are now separated from the rest of your group. I'm assuming we all heard the metal clanging. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I assume you watched it happen. I think you saw it.
1: Uh Alex is just going to... Uh well he starts to take off he he takes off flying down the stairs and then flies back up the stairs to where Fractal and uh, Spectral are and is like you know what we had a whole conversation about communicating more before I do this uh are we all on the same page that we're gonna run down to run downstairs
5: yeah uh
1: sure okay cool do you want to go fast
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure
1: okay and uh and then yeah. <laughs> At which point, then, uh, Alex just sort of gently picks up both Fractal and Spectral and proceeds to take off flying down the stairwell, down to where the the slab of metal came across.
4: Fractal's gonna yell, wee, all the way down.
2: That is so adorable.
4: (laughs) It's really fun.
2: Down below, on the other side, Ira, what are you doing?
0: I came down here to check out what it says, so... Is there any light besides just that flickering light down here? Or are we in kind of pitch?
2: It is pitch, but the light that is coming out is enough that you can see. It's just like the part of the staircase that is farthest from the door is in shadows. But it's enough light that you can tell that there is nothing written on the wall of this floor.
3: Danny's going to turn the flashlight on his phone. It.
0: And I think all Lyra's gonna do is just uh, kind of approach the light see if as she gets closer if she can see like around if there's a corner
2: you start stepping into the room beyond where, where the light is and it is flickering closest to the door but once you get in it's actually it's actually very bright and you can kind of tell that This is clearly like the administrative floor of the labyrinth. You can see that there are a few offices or at least rooms with glass windows and like some desks beyond. You can see personal effects in there, some pictures and things like that, too. But you can also see in at least one of those rooms as you pass it blood on the desk and over the picture of a family. And the further in you get, the more signs of violence you start to see. Broken windows, chunks taken out of the wall, bullet holes, and more blood.
3: Do we see any bodies?
2: You don't see any bodies.
0: I'm going to backtrack maybe towards where we came in. Is there like a desk where it looks like there's a computer or anything set up?
2: Yes. There is like a, a like a receptionist desk with a computer sitting on it. Some plaster has fallen. It's covered in dust and, and the screen is very hard to see, but you can clean some of it off. It does still seem to be working.
0: I'm still trying to get in touch with Masterson. So if there's any way to connect directly to him, I don't know, go through the emails, see if I can send something to his pad or...
2: How good is Lyra... With computers.
0: I think she's proficient in that she is she's a digital native, she grew up with computers and all that stuff. I think she wouldn't be able to like hack into anything. I think she's just literally just looking for the email system. <laughs> she's not trying to access security tapes, none no, nothing like that. She just wants to try to get a hold of Masterson to see what the fuck is going on.
2: When you try to navigate to an inbox or something like that. You are locked out. You do get warnings that pop up on the screen that basically say lockdown protocol initiated.
0: If there's a lockdown protocol initiated, can she try to click through that to see if there's any instructions on like where you're supposed to go when lockdown is initiated? If there's like a safe room that people are supposed to be heading to that she might be.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'll say sure. Um, I will say that in event of lockdown emergency, all personnel should gather in the administrative level auditorium.
0: I think that's what she will, she will tell Danny. She's like, if there's anybody down here who is still alive, they're going to be in the auditorium. But I am willing to bet whatever is down here killing people is down here with us still.
3: So we kill it first if we have to. I don't like to kill, but I don't like things that kill more. So let's go. And Danny will like, politely gesture, like, after you.
0: Gonna see if I can find anything where I can leave a note for the others for when they get down here. If they can get down here.
2: Yeah, you can find some, like, interspec stationery.
0: Gonna leave a leave a message for them. Administrative level auditorium equals uh, lockdown safe room. Something's killing people down here. We're gonna hunt it down. Bethel and Danny because <laughs> uh my my fear my fear is that if we sit here and wait whatever is hunting people is just gonna come find us and I would rather find it first
2: that is fair uh you're gonna go to the auditorium basically is what I'm hearing
0: we're gonna he- start heading that way with the intention of if we see something see something sketchy I
2: want to cut back to... Victory and Spectral and Fractal. What are the three of you doing?
1: Alex is staring at the big metal slab. Well, um, you know, my first instinct usually is to do it a big punch, but uh, I'm willing to bet that if this place is designed to hold somebody like Icebreaker, it's probably not going to work.
5: What about that cool eye thing you did earlier? Uh
1: maybe. Yeah. I am actually first going to try to give it kind of a just a full spectrum sweep of like supervision, parental <laughs> or otherwise, you know? <laughs> just to both kind of try to get a sense of like the composition of the metal as any, any weak points, if I can see any like machinery hidden in the walls that I could exploit.
2: Um, roll to assess the situation
1: superior all right well that is and 11
2: all right perfect you can ask three questions you probably won't need three questions
1: uh i just says i asked two questions oh so that's I'm right
2: the is two pierce the mask is three
1: uh all right so well first question i'm gonna ask is what here can i use to get this dig dang door open
2: That is a great question. I think with your x-ray vision, you can identify some weak points. But I think your super senses will also tell you that it's going to be a process no matter what you try to do. You can see that this thing is heat-resistant. You can see that it is reinforced. You can see that it is some kind of alloy that you don't even recognize. And within its core, you can see that it has like strange sorts of runes inscribed on it so you're pretty sure given you know like a, a long stretch of time and free reign you can eventually get through it
1: but so well with that that everything I'm seeing so far is gonna take a while my second question would be how could we we as the team best end this quickly
2: gee I don't know maybe maybe fractal could wish you on the other side
1: You know, you know, that thought did occur to me. And see, Brendan knows that this power is tied to their doom. Alex does not. Shoot. This thing is locked down tight. I I can probably melt through it, but it's gonna take some time. Ah, time I don't really have. So, Fractal. Earlier... I heard you uh, wish for that guy's um, brains to be on the outside. Can wishing is that like? Is this kind of like a genie situation? Can you like wish for other things? Like, could you wish for us to be on the other side of the door?
4: theoretically anything is possible I could try question for the GM
2: mm-hmm.
4: so <laughs> this is the third fourth time
0: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess my question for you is also a logistics question the first time that everyone showed up was that already knocked off on my doom track.
2: No, we did not count that as a
4: doom. We didn't count that. Yeah. Okay, so this is only the third. Yep. Okay. Uh. Well, fun thing about genies is that what I learned about them is um, they only allow you three. So theoretically. If that's a thing you would like to have happen, it probably could happen. Maybe. Um, you just have to make sure that that you really want that to happen. Because that's pretty close to being it.
1: Well, um, Fractal, I guess that depends a lot on what happens to you once you use your three wishes.
4: You know... I think there are extenuating circumstances that prevent me from telling you, so I'm going to go ahead, and she's going to close her eyes and she says, I
5: wish- Fractal, fractal, fractal,
4: wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. your hesitation is not filling me with optimism, though your enthusiasm, I appreciate it, I, I am not sure that's a risk that I'm willing to take right now.
5: I'll be fine after three. But we don't know what else we might encounter. And you've had to use those wishes to protect yourself and to protect us. If there are other ways that we can do this, I don't know if this is the best way. And I know I'm contradicting myself in the same breath as I say this, but I'm also going to say, if we do want to use a wish on this, I don't think it makes sense to ask to be on the other side of this door. I think it makes sense to ask to be back with Bethel and
0: Danny. Most optimized wish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay now. (laughs) Let's plan this. So what are you doing? If that's
4: what we think would be the best course of action, I don't really know we actually have much of a choice.
1: We do, though. I can get us through this. I know we can get through this, but it's going to take us time. It's not a question of necessity. It's a question of expedience.
2: As you say that you hear a loud bang from a few floors above you, like a door being blown off its hinges, then smashing into the wall. And you hear raised voices, many raised voices starting to descend along with heavy footsteps.
4: Fractal's gonna grab both of your hands and wish to reunite with our
2: friends. (laughs) Oh no! Fractal, roll to unleash your powers. Roll with Freak. Oh
4: no. Oh no. Okay. Um, that's not good. That's, that's a six.
5: That, that is okay. Is it? If we can use a team.
1: A team. You can (laughs) find a team. A
5: team and spend a team to get it to a seven.
1: How do we do that though? Um I
5: could we do that by just offering like comfort and reassurance, like just squeezing Fractal's hand and saying, I know you can do this. Your love language, tapping into your love, love language.
2: language. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll allow it. Oh, that's so cute. Actually down to two, but that's fine. All right. I know what's going to happen. So I'm not going to ask you. Fractal. Bethel and Danny, as you are kind of creeping through the administrative floor with its weirdly bright fluorescent lighting and signs of violence and carnage, all of a sudden, Kaz and Alex are with you again. Fractal is not. Fractal. You squeeze your eyes shut. As you make your wish and when you open them again you're not in the labyrinth anymore you're in your sanctuary do you have any thoughts about what your sanctuary looks like
4: if you look very closely the the ground is made of carpet that looks like grass the ceiling is painted like the sky and there are windows that peek to whatever version of an outside world that she so wishes to have on that day. There is a very small bed and a very strange lantern sitting right next to the bed on the desk. There's also tall shelves lined with books and a portrait or a painting or mural on every single wall. It is a cacophony of color. However, it is very childlike and innocent. And around it are those figures that were also seen in her cell, except brought to life with all of the beautiful options that she has in her sanctuary. And behind one large chair that looks like it's big enough to fit a gigantic being of some kind, There is a, an image, the same image that appeared all around her room of a very tall figure that is purple
2: with horns. Standing there, back to you, looking up at the portrait, is a surprisingly average-sized purple figure with horns wearing a white t-shirt with, like, a dad sweater over it and some jeans and loafers. Some of those, like, thick-rimmed Ted Bundy glasses on his face. Oh! And he turns, smiles at you, and starts wandering around the room. He stops and brushes his hand gently Over the lantern with the small blue flame inside of it and says, you've been busy, child.
4: Everything went dark. And then there were people in my room.
2: Did you wish for them? Yes. We've talked about this.
4: I didn't want to be alone.
2: I didn't put that power inside you so that you could use it. I put it there so you could keep it safe for me.
4: I only used it a little.
2: I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. He crosses the room to Fractal and holds out his hands for a hug doesn't initiate but offers she runs into him he wraps her up in his arms and he says very quietly to her there there you silly girl you know you're never alone Hey, if you'd like to keep up with us and what we're up to, you can follow us on Twitter at Live From The Instagram and TikTok at Live From The Apocalypse, Blue Sky at LiveFromTheApocalypse.com, or join our Discord community, which will be linked in the description down below. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to give us a good rating and follow the show on your podcatcher of choice. Leave a review if you're so inclined; it really does help us out so much. The donation link to our current charity fundraising campaign can also be found in the description if you'd like to help us support worthy causes. Join us for the live recordings of Academy H every other Sunday or any of our many other ongoing live-streamed campaigns that happen throughout the week over at twitch.tv livefromtheapocalypse. For all this information and more, check out livefromtheapocalypse.com. As always, nothing we do would be possible without your support, and we appreciate you so, so much. Until next time. Academy Age is edited by Will Malkus with music and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Dark Fantasy Studios, and Crotos Sound. Character art by at OxyBellasDraws on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not angry.
3: I'm just disappointed. This motherfucker! God, God damn it!
0: <laughs> no, absolutely not.
3: No. Lyra's uh.
0: Lyra's child senses are tingling. She wants to get in there right the fuck now. <laughs> Kick this man's ass.
1: The only person this game wants to fight more than Doctor Victory and possibly Glenn. Glenn
0: and Doctor Victory are here.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think crossroads. I think in order. Yeah, he goes crossroads. Glenn, Doctor Victory. <laughs>